0: This is the Mess It Up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I'm joined by my uh, frequent guest host, Giselle. Say hi- Giselle. You're there hot. she is. Yeah, she's fresh back from vacation. Uh, It's really, she's put me through my paces today because she came in wearing a Vegas Golden Knights t-shirt. And uh, this is a king's house. We're a king's family. She knows that. I'm going to have to maybe disown her uh, if she doesn't turn that thing into a rag soon. But anyhow, we are here today to uh, welcome you into the beginning of June here. And... Uh, we've got a good show for you, we hope. So, uh, I want to remind you about a few things. Please make sure you go and give us a rating or review on wherever you're listening, but especially on Apple Podcasts because they're still pushing that new system that they're doing. So, come uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Friend us or like us or whatever it is on Twitter and Facebook, uh, Instagram. You know, follow us there. Make comments. When people make comments, get the conversation going. Visit us on our Um, Reddit, subreddit, which is called Messed Up Ministries. And if you really want to help out and get a tax credit, you can become a patron of the show by joining our patron community and we're still trying to come up with a clever name for our patrons, for the people. I had someone give me some names like you know The Messers and uh, whatnot, but if you can think of something, send it to me and if I use it, I'll give you something. I don't know, probably a Starbucks card. Mm -hmm. But um, you can become a patron. You go to com, click on the button that says become a patron, and for as little as
1: a dollar a month,
0: you can help financially support the ministry. And people have asked me what that goes to. We are going to be uh, buying Bibles for prisoners With the money, we are going to be sending people in to work in the prisons once they open up, and we're getting close to opening back up again. We're going to be doing some training and um, outreach for families of prisoners. So if you have a heart for prison ministry and want to help those people, this is a great way to do it, and every dollar you give to us is tax-deductible through our Patreon. So uh, please consider becoming a patron, and Giselle is helping me come up with new uh,
1: incentives
0: Incentives, thank you for that word uh, <laughs> to, uh, to get people to do the patron stuff on the different stages So please check that out And uh, we, uh, we thank you for doing that in advance uh, Speaking of a really cool word uh, I don't know if it's cool or not But we have our big word of the week And this week, the big word of the week is moribund And I heard this today. I was like typing something in. I didn't actually hear it. I was typing it and my computer misunderstood what I was typing and they put in moribund. And moribund is like something that's really, it's got no energy. It's really like on the edge of death. Like... Right about to die if it's a person. The person who's moribund is like, you know, right at death's door. Um, if, if something like a, a, a party might be moribund, it's like, you know, it's very just obviously declining to the point of no return. So there you go. Moribund. A nice cheerful word for If you can use it in a sentence this week, give yourself 10 points. If somebody smiles when you say moribund, give yourself an extra five points because it's kind of a sad word. So uh, we want to give you a little bit of extra credit on that.
1: It just reminds me of like Cinnabons.
0: Like- I would love to have some Cinnabon. Mm. Here's my <laughs> little my little uh, trivia fact about the uh, company Cinnabon. The same guy who helped the Starbucks guys name Starbucks Starbucks came up with the name Cinnabon for the company Cinnabon. Mm. So he named two very successful restaurant uh, food service places and he also named a third company which is some medical company but apparently that's what he does is names company so so he got
1: money for it or was it just i don't know if he's just a cool
0: trivia answer
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure really suck yeah
0: (laughs) so um giselle thank you for being here uh, first of all but um this is a show topic that i've had kicking around for a while and, and what i do i've got a a list on Uh, Google Sheets that has all my words of the week and my songs of the week and lets me know what I'm doing on what day and And the big idea of the show and when I get an idea as I'm driving down the road I'll just I'll put it into my ideas and then as that I come up onto that Week if I use it great and if I don't I I copy it and paste it So this one's been bouncing down and I haven't done it yet, but we're gonna do this topic this week And the idea I had was one night. I was feeling lonely, but I didn't have despair and sometimes I have despair, sometimes I feel lonely. And I was just thinking about the fact that there's a difference in feeling lonely and a difference in feeling despair. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about that. And when I brought that up, you were like, ooh, interesting. So just knee-jerk reaction, what What do you think about that idea of loneliness and despair and the differences there? What do you see as, as differences? Oh,
1: man. Well, the first thing I thought of is, um i guess for example uh just recently on our vacation we had this lake house and it was literally the lake house and the owner's house right behind us and it was just ocean and trees now was it a lake house
0: or is it an ocean house lake so it's lake and trees okay all like right, and
1: okay, cool. Water and Water trees, trees yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, listen, Mr. We're, we're
0: desert people, so I know. It's like, wow, look <laughs> at that ocean. No, Paul, that's a pool. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, side note, it was funny because there was a lot of algae, and I thought it was sand. And I was like, mm. Andrew, why is there, like, then later we saw a whole bunch of algae. And I was like, oh, that lake's straight up. And Andrew's like, it's algae. And I'm like, I would have just walked straight into all that algae. Oh, I thought man. it was like... Half dried up lake. Yeah, <laughs> could be groggy. Ah. Anyways, uh, we're so
0: lonely and lonely <laughs> yes. in despair. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. So like there at that moment, like it was just us. Like we were alone, but it like just the thought of like we're alone but surrounded by God, His creation, like the creations that He had made for us mm-hmm. right like like when he made Adam it was cause there was no one to enjoy what the beautiful things he has created right where there's times where we would be at church or the grocery store and you just it was it, like at least for us like for me I have mm-hmm. to say I um like, I just, it just feels so sad because I feel like literally I can't connect with anything or anyone around me, but I don't know. It's like that piece, that piece of getting to spend time with my creator by myself, I guess.
0: Right. Right. Right, and and you know, I was just kind of doing a little word study while you were talking about the idea of despair. And to me, it's like, like way beyond. And what mm-hmm. I was thinking is the same thing that I got from uh, Merriam-Webster that it, you know it says an utter loss of hope,
1: mm-hmm.
0: complete loss of hope is despair, oh. and just like there's nothing else. It's just time to give up. And I felt despair before. I mm-hmm. felt utterly hopeless and just ready to give up on everything and sometimes loneliness can be an on-ramp to despair for me i can feel it's like like loneliness is the red flag despair is coming for me and typically where i feel it is when i'm maybe watching tv late at night or doing something and obviously when i'm alone Mm -hmm. but sometimes i can feel lonely in a crowd yeah i mean have you ever had that where he's like surrounded by people but you just feel lonely.
1: Oh yeah and the sad thing is the most recent time I feel that loneliness even though I'm around people is when I go to church and wear a mask and I'm trying to keep you know other people safe not just myself and no like most people around me like 99% of the people around me at church like don't think the same way I do and it just really depressed like depresses me maybe on the verge of despair if I don't talk to Andrew about it mm-hmm. afterwards but it does it sticks with me like instead of going to church being surrounded by all these people and fellowshipping with them like it just makes me feel like I don't belong yeah around uh, with everyone and I don't know. Like I guess it's despair cuz I've cried over it, you know, like right. and I even like one of the things I tell Andrew is like I feel like I have no friends. Like the people that I considered my friends before, I don't feel that connection with them anymore and Andrew and like whenever I tell him like I feel like I have no friends, he's like you have Jesus. Like mm-hmm. he's your the only friend you need. I was like Oh man, where do you come up with this stuff?
0: How does that make you feel?
1: <laughs> it 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 almost makes me feel so silly to think that that, that was a reason to be despaired. Yeah, like sad and yeah angsty about. <laughs>
0: sometimes I feel and then sometimes I'm like, shut up with your platitudes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need a Bible verse, I need a hug.
1: Yes, I yes, need yes. human
0: touch. I need mm-hmm. and, and that's for me when I start feeling that way. It oftentimes happens when I feel as though I've failed or that I, I I see something that is unattainable that I I wish that I could, but I, I can't attain that. Mm -hmm. And more often it's just when I'm, I need not necessarily people because I always need people, but my people, you know, there, there'll be a, you know, like, oh, if this person was here right now, it would make it different. Um, and just that longing for the personal connection with those people that I hold dear. And um, I, it can be overwhelming to me. And I get, I notice it now when it happens, especially if it's a lonely thing. I, I can see it coming more than a, a feeling of failure kind of thing. I can see lonely coming, and I'll try to monitor what I'm doing to make sure that I'm not taking myself down these bad roads. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Bev was gone for her mom back in uh, 2019 and 2020, I spent a lot of time alone in the house. And so I monitored my TV watching so that I didn't get pushed over. Mm -hmm. You know, when she was gone at Thanksgiving, typically Thanksgiving night, I'll watch my first Christmas movie of the season and I'll either watch Elf or Scrooged or Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And I was like, Okay, not going to watch planes, trains, and automobiles about a person who can't get home and is alone. Not going to watch that because that's going to mm-hmm. make me miss my wife. And I was like, well, Scrooged, you know, these are, and I realized all these movies are movies that I would watch with my wife and it was going to make me lonely. So I went with something completely different, you know, like a World War II war movie or something like that, yes. you know, just something crazy and different. And yes. so I can see that and kind of help to monitor that. Um, sometimes I realize too late that I'm on the slippery slope and I I, I slide into the Pool with the algae, you know, and and it's not always successful. Um, do you have warning signs that help you know that loneliness or despair are on their way? Do you are you able to recognize anything, or have you seen any patterns in your life?
1: Jeez, I guess I just get very. Anxious, Like, nothing makes me happy. It's like, oh, you yeah. know. I don't know. Like, it's hard to explain, I guess. Like, it's just, like, I get very snappy, I guess. Like, mm. And it's, like, where I should be having people get, like, let people be closer to me. Like, I actually, like, push them away. And then that's when I realized, like, oh, wait. Like, I'm, the enemy is making me feel. Feel this way. Yeah. Because that's what. Like I almost have to force myself. To do the right thing. That I've kind of engraved in my brain. These past few years. Like being in celebrate Recovery. It's like. Oh when I catch myself doing what. Like isn't good. For recovery. Then I realize like oh wait. Like I need to talk to someone. I need to confess. I need to. You know, really um, lean into working through my emotions. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> it does.
0: And, and I think about you know biblically despair, and my mind goes to Psalms mm-hmm. because so many of the Psalms are written by David, who was the world's you know greatest repenter for mm-hmm. sin. You know, he he committed some bad sins and. He works it out. I look at Psalms as like looking into David's diary or personal journal. And there's so much just crying out. And just I, I could see him just ripping his shirt and, and weeping yeah. to God. Like, woe is me. What has happened? I'm just in this pit of despair. And he's always able to turn around by the end of the psalm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wish that this my life was as fast as a psalm. Because in the short time it takes to read a psalm, he's gone from the brink to the daybreak. Yeah. And that doesn't happen for me. And I I can remember uh, a few months ago, and I, I think I mentioned it on the show, just sitting one night and watching TV and just feeling this wave of, of loneliness and sadness come over me. And I just thought, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and how do I And I I don't know what it was. It was something I was watching on TV. And I just, I remember, I mean, I can feel the emotion of it right now still. And I I can't remember the details of it. But it doesn't go away as quickly as a psalm for me. It it sometimes takes, you know, on a good time, it'll you know take a night where I just get a good night's sleep. And I wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. But sometimes I, I, I was in a funk one time for half a year. Yeah. And it was um. not awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. And it, it's so hard being like a creature of habit. Like it's like trying to get yourself out of, at least for myself, like getting myself out of you're not worthy enough to mm-hmm. you're worthy. Yeah. And that, you know, you don't need to fight your battles alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk about that after the song of the week. The song of the week kind of fits in with this. Um, I was asking my wife for some songs and she's like, you know what? You should do an oldie, some something, you know, from the nineties or whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring back an oldie. So I don't even know if you know or are familiar with this group, but this is a group that we used to listen to a lot in the nineties. It's called Big Tint Revival. The song is called Mend Me. And so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of Big Tent Revival. Be back on the other side to talk about that and to, to hopefully show our way out of the despair and the loneliness and uh, bring this thing in uh, for a nice landing. So here's 90 seconds, Big Tent Revival, Mend Me. Hey, there you go blast from the past big tent revival back in the day Bev and I listened to so much we just wore these CDs out so Giselle you had not heard this
1: I have not
0: uh, what did you think though
1: I loved it I um there I just pictured like a big tent revival yeah 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 <laughs> a
0: big tent having a revival
1: yeah I love the you know every time I love the old school um Christian songs that are just like Acoustic drums like No like fancy synth- Was it? Yeah yeah Not a lot of electronics
0: going on yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah but what really Stuck out to me Like this is my life Okay like this uh, Verse Where um, What I want to do I don't do And what I don't want mm-hmm. to do And what I do I don't want to do Right Oh my gosh, like, I constantly have this struggle, like, when, you know, I'm upset at someone, especially someone, like, close to me, like, like, my husband, and it's like, okay, I'm not gonna, like, like, you're, like, you know, in a, like, they do something they do, you don't want them to do, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna say it, I'm not gonna say it, it's gonna start this, like, fight, and then like, but I say it anyways. And I'm like, I didn't want to say it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, but, you know, I think that's like the struggle of being a sinner. It's like so easy and like there's like this short sense of like victory. But then you like I realized like, no, that wasn't the godly way to do it. And I realized, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that stuck out with me because I'm constantly struggling with being triumphant for a short while versus being triumphant in doing the right godly thing. Right, yeah. To do. Um, but the next thing that really stuck out to me was... Um, um, you know, and then I guess to... To build on top of that, it really stuck out to me like in the bridge where it's like sometimes I just sit and cry for words I can't erase. All Mm -hmm. I have in this world is the promise of your grace. Like I am constantly regretting like, why did I say that? Like that wasn't a very Christian thing to say. Like did I just say that because I wanted to be liked? But as a Christian, that wouldn't have been something... I should have said, you yeah. know, um, and like I'm the kind of person that really dwells on the i like to see 10 years into the future, but then I'm constantly living in the past of every mistake I do yeah. and I can't let go of it.
0: Well, that first line you talked about, you know, comes straight from uh, Romans 7, 15, and I don't have it memorized. I had to look it up. But, you know, that I do not understand what I do for I what I want to do. I do not do but what i hate i do mm-hmm. and uh you know paul summed it up for us we're still doing these things but that um that idea of just knowing what's right but not being able to just like i know when you know despair is coming and not wanting to get there that's there for sure but i just i love the chorus i am broken mend me i've said that yes. so many times i'm broken and just mend me put put me back together. Because if you can mend something, it's not destroyed. Yeah. So my life is not destroyed. And Bev and I took a very purposeful stance when I got arrested and people said, oh, this is going to ruin your life. No, it's just going to be drastically different. And we're going to allow God to mend those pieces Mm -hmm. back together. and, And we can snap a bone in half and God can mend that bone that's been broken in half. So that's the way I like to look at my life. It's not destroyed. Yes. It's mendable. It's fixable. And we can continue to do this with God's help.
1: Yes. And I like to remember how, you know, God could easily just get rid of us and throw us away. But Oof. he decides to, you know, give us that chance to yeah. be fixed.
0: And let me tell you a little secret here, Giselle. There's seven and a half billion people on the planet. You know who God's favorite is?
1: Me.
0: Giselle. Yeah. And Paul. And Beth. And John and Bob and Dan and Faith and Bev and Hillary and whoever is out there listening. God loves and us all fail. so oh much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just we're all God's favorite and and that's that's an awesome thing. So, um thinking about this whole hope and despair thing. Um what do we do to get out? I you know, I said that, you know, you read a Psalm and it's like, well, everything is horrible, but God, oh yeah, now it's great. Uh, what, what practical things do you do uh, in your life to pull yourself up out of the pit when you're feeling lonely or when you're feeling despair? Um, how do you escape that? Because I imagine this is probably a lot of this happened when you were going through your postpartum.
1: Yeah. Um Well, like for me, like one situation that I could, I'm constantly being reminded of uh like right now like, with all these things going on in the world, you know, like
0: nothing's going on in the world right now. It's a pretty slow news day.
1: Well <laughs> something going on in the Middle East.
0: I haven't heard. I haven't heard.
1: (laughs) Well, just the fact that, like, all these things, like, oh, this is a prophecy of end times and all these things, and it really stresses me out, okay? But I'm constantly, and even other examples, like, not just that example, but I'm constantly reminded, like, I try to remind myself, is that, that God's not, or let me say this another way that we're not meant to be here forever True. and we are going to be going through really hard times because this is such a fallen world yeah. that once we make that transition to our forever home with our forever family
0: yeah.
1: um, you know that's when we really get to let our guard down and be in peace and happiness and god is preparing that for us and just having i work so hard on trusting like working on my trust and i think that's like one of the ways god's like helping me work on my trust issues is like remembering like um in this book i was reading it was just telling us all it told me all the lies that the that satan tells us and one one it shouldn't be surprising to me that I get so sad when I get into my own brain because Satan is the what is it, Prince of Lies. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So um when I'm by myself it's easier for him to get into my brain and tell yeah. me all those lies. Yeah,
0: being with people is important yes. for me. Being with with the right people being with my Mm -hmm. forever family uh going to a meeting i cannot tell how many times i have been on a friday afternoon just like i don't want to do cr tonight i'm sick of it Mm -hmm. i'm tired of it i'm tired of this you know ill forsaken life and being a sojourner on a, a path of destruction until i finally get to paradise i just don't want to and I mm-hmm. do it because I know I have to be there, and I'm grumbly, and you know, putting the tables together and the chairs, and you know, I'm using it. And then mm-hmm. we start playing worship to practice, and my heart starts to soften. Mm-hmm. And by the time I go home that night, I'm like, I am so glad that I was with my forever family yes. in recovery, and just knowing that there are people who get me, and having those those people that I can just reach out to at different times and know that they will respond in a way that will help, gives me some peace and some hope. Now, what I'm bad about, I'm bad about reaching out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll call a person and say, hey, let's go get coffee, but I'm not real apt to say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'll be like, "Uh, I don't wanna let them know I'm struggling. Uh, Especially like, you know, typically when I'm struggling, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I don't want to be the guy waking someone up, you know, in the middle of the night to say, hey, I'm struggling here. Um, and I'm, I'm, that's that's one of my weaknesses is yeah. not being – and I will tell a person, call me, you know. Then they'll say, oh, I was really struggling last night. And it's like, look, I'm looking at my phone log and you didn't call me. And I was up, you know. And I, I'll, I'll, you know, criticize people yeah. for not calling. But I don't do that reach out. That's my my weakest point in my recovery is reaching out. When I'm struggling, unless it's like end of the rope, like if I'm in despair, there's people I'll call. There are people that I'll call.
1: I get really weird about. I hate when Andrews falls asleep before me. I like being the first one to fall asleep because I know if I know I'm the only person awake in my house, like the thoughts in my brain are gonna start attacking me interesting (laughs) it's so weird but i just realized that when you were like telling me like saying that like it's usually at one in the morning i was like oh is that why i don't like being the last one awake
0: (laughs) and i'm always the last one because bev is so early to to bed and Mm -hmm. you know bev is listening to this right now i know hi bev i love you you're my beautiful baby (laughs) uh but she's not great for you know if i wake bev up at two in the morning and say hey bev i'm struggling she will wake up she'll try to talk me you know through but she just doesn't have the stamina to stay awake and 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 do that and so it's not as practical uh, to do that Um, but I I need to are are there things that you know you should do that you don't do Um, are are there there good practices like oh that maybe you've told someone to do or wish that someone would do if they told you they were struggling but but it's hard for you to get yourself to do that or am I the only one? Sounds okay. like I'm the only one here.
1: No. Giselle's I... just like
0: wiping her hands. She's doing the whole pit boss thing now, you know? Nothing up my sleeves. Yep, it's <laughs> you, Paul. It's yeah. your problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made that up. She was not doing that.
1: Yes. Um, what was, I, what was uh, the question? Uh, we were, <laughs> I, was, I was
0: asking if there are things that you know you should do that you have a hard time making yourself do when you get into those lonely despair points.
1: I guess, like, Going back to like how I don't like when people throw Bible verses, it's like the most thing that I just mm-hmm. want to like, no, like I don't want a Bible verse, but so like, it's so difficult for me to just be like, yeah, I need to, I need to be in God's word right now. Like just pick up the Bible anytime and just be with God and even though, like, I tell people all the time that's like, well, all we could do is pray about it. All we could do is find guidance in the word. You know, I tell people that all the time. Like, or I mainly tell Andrew that, but because um, I don't have friends. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, like, it's hard for me to be like, I can't go to sleep. Let me pick up my Bible. It's like, to me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess I need to do more of that. And I tell people that. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah.
1: I have to have, like, I'm a schedule kind of girl. And it's like, this isn't my schedule, my time to read the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: It's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to do the things. Well, just like Paul said in Romans there, I, I don't do the things that I know I should mm-hmm. do.
1: Yeah.
0: And and that's a human condition. I mean, Paul went through it 2,000 years ago. So who am I to think, oh, I'm the only person that's going through this. <laughs> Nobody gets it. I mean, People, obviously, people get that because it's yeah. it's been a thing for thousands of years. Um, the thing that I know, though, is when I do reach out,
1: mm.
0: I feel better. Um, I I can't imagine calling somebody like Dan or Faith or you or Andrew or uh, Pastor Heather and having them say, you know what? I'm a little busy right now mm. to solve your problem with you. I just can't imagine that happening. I know that things are going to get dropped right then and there to deal with me and, and what I'm going through. Yeah. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And, and that's usually now that's what I do when it's late at night I just think, okay, I'll call them tomorrow, go to sleep right now, maybe have some tears on the pillow, but you know, it won't be the end of everything. I'll just, you know, get a good night's sleep and then talk to someone in the morning yeah. and don't wake them up. But I know that those people are there. I know for sure that there's a hug on the other end of it. And there's love and genuine concern. Not just, mm-hmm. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. th- it's it's going to be prayed for. Uh, and oftentimes, yeah. right then, right there.
1: Yeah. I think it's really hard for me to, like, feel like to use a prayer ministry as some, somehow to, like, have them pray for my problems. Just because I'm like... I don't know you, though. Are you really? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I have trust issues, but with certain people, I yeah. think it's easier.
0: Yeah. To- I used to be that guy that i just say, oh, I'm praying for you. <laughs> yeah. And if I tell someone, I stop right there and pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a person one time I was driving down the road, and the person called and said, hey, we need prayer about this. I was like, okay. Pulled off on the side of the mm-hmm. interstate and prayed right there on the side of the interstate and said, okay, gotcha. You've mm-hmm. been prayed for, and we will continue to do that, but I'm going to drive right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm the person who's who's not giving lip service
1: yeah.
0: to the people that I love. Because then a person yeah. takes their time to say, hey, will you pray for me? And all I can do is like, sure, and then not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What a bozo, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be a bozo. No. Yeah. Sometimes
1: you're a bozo. Yeah, you
0: know. It's the big red nose and the floppy shoes. <laughs> well, listen, um, I hope that this has been helpful to people and to know that, you know, it's okay to feel lonely. And when you start getting into that area of despair, you know, that's when you really need to reach out and, and don't let it get to the point where it's critical. Mm-hmm. You know, try to to see those things and have a person that you can reach out to. And if you don't have a person you can re- reach out to, I want you to take out your phone right now. I'm going to give you a moment to... Take out your phone. People are grabbing for their phones right now. You might be listening on this device right now. Get your phone out. Okay, now, here's the number. 760-608-1942. I'll give you a text back. I'll answer when I can. Uh, I literally take my phone and put it on the top of the shower rail so that I don't miss phone calls. The only time I'm gonna miss your phone call is if I'm asleep, and sometimes I sleep through it, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Don't not make a call. Uh, reach out to somebody uh, when you're in need. But um, Giselle, welcome back off of vacation. Thank you for uh, doing this show with me. And I think we don't have much else. I'll remind people of the uh, email it's bowtieguy at com, And then uh, intern Dave is info at com. And then uh, also, don't forget your Patreon. Gifts are now tax deductible, so go to Patreon, become one of our patrons, and we really appreciate all the work that our patrons do for us. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.